Coming to live from our studios here at Koko Memenakra, this is Join News Prime with me, Carlos Caloni. Now in our headlines, IGP to face parliamentary and ad hoc committee investigating the alleged plot to oust him on Tuesday. Meanwhile, lawyer for one of the police officers interdicted says the action of the police hierarchy may be contentious. Also, opposition parties file a suit against the Electoral Commission in the Supreme Court over what they describe as unlawful and unreasonable decision to restrict centers for the upcoming limited voter registration exercise to their district offices. Also, Ghana Highways Authority begins the process of removing abandoned toll booth on the Tama motorway responsible for accidents and death on the stretch. Prime business will come your way at 8 p.m. Economist Professor Peter Quarty cautions ECOWAS to tread cautiously as he plans to introduce the ECO in 2027. I think we should tread cautiously uh, with this um, ECO. In as much as it will lead to trade, it will lead to reduction in cost of transacting across the, sub, uh, the continent or uh, the sub-region. Prime Sports is at 8.30. Well, Black Star secure yet another African qualification with a late comeback win over Central African Republic. We'll bring you reaction as Chris Eaton looks ahead to the tournament in January next year. Join us Prime is live on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on all social, we are joining you. Also on DSTV channel 421, Go TV channel 125. We are your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please stay with us. Joy News Prime Headlines was brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya time. Some spices. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for joining us here on Join News Prime. Let's begin from the NDC, where the NDC and four other political parties have sued the Electoral Commission over its decision to organize the upcoming limited voter registration exercise in the Commission's district offices. The NDC and these other political parties are asking the Supreme Court to order the EC to conduct the voter registration exercise at the electoral area, in addition to the district office. More from that reach shortly, but this suit comes on the back of mounting pressure on the EC to vary its plans. First, let's listen to former President John Mahama, who has been reiterating this is demand in a public address. I wish to add my voice to those who have called on the EC to reconsider its decision to restrict the registration exercise to its district offices only. Acquiring a voter ID card affirms one's right to vote and access to a voter ID card should be easy and not limited by location. Every Ghanaian deserves the chance to exercise this democratic right. I strongly urge the Electoral Commission to facilitate the registration exercise in all its electoral areas to allow for easy access and a reduced burden on the citizenry in their quest to register. 
I challenge the Commission to be more transparent with the processes preceding the start of the limited voter registration exercise, the replacement of voter ID cards and the transfer of votes. Now, the Coalition of Domestic Election Observers, Kodeo, has also waded into the discussion, warning a number of first-time voters could be disenfranchised if the registration process is not brought closer to the people. Abe Tahin is the National Coordinator of Kodeo. Session to them there. Um, you might say that there will not be many people, but remember we have had two years that we haven't registered people uh, who have just turned 18. So the number might go up a little. So I think the EC has to reconsider its decision. Of course, unless maybe the government is saying they would not have funds to give them so they could meet these demands. Either some people might not turn up for the registration at all because I can't imagine somebody coming all the way from the Draft Island to Dunkokurum to have registration done. And they will not do it. Now, the NDC MP for our front plains, North, Betty Crosby Mensah, is demanding that the Electoral Commission rescinds a decision to hold the upcoming voter registration exercise in eight district offices. According to the MP, so many potential voters in her constituency will be disenfranchised because of its size and peculiar nature. The front plains, North constituency is made up of largely island communities, and the MP at a news conference argued the voters may not be able to afford the cost and risks to come all the way to the district office of the EC. Friends from the media, ladies and gentlemen, the Afro Plains North constituency has the same geographical configuration as the core Afro Plains North district of the eastern region and has the largest landmass in the eastern region with 2,341.3 square kilometers. In all, there are over 200, there are over 575 communities in the constituency, of which 222 are located on the Water Lake. The constituency has 31 electoral areas and 127 polling stations. Out of this number, 13 electoral areas and 40 and 54 polling stations are located on various islands on the Volta Lake. Given the nature of the constituency, the only reliable means of transport are boats, canoes, and ferries. To assess the district capital, constituents have to travel several kilometers on water and commute by road to Donkokrom. Constituents who live on Agodeke, for instance, that is in the Dija Island, for, have to travel by boat for close to 8 to 10 hours to get to the riverbank at Sukum or Bridgeano, and then continue for over 5 kilometers distance by road to the district capital, which is in Dunkirk. Now, Kweku Asante of our Legal Affairs Desk joins us with more. Uh, Kuku, can we confirm if this particular suit has been filed and served on the Electoral Commission? Yes, according to a statement put out by the National Democratic Congress, they have indeed filed this writ at the Supreme Court and have indeed served same on the Electoral Commission. And so that is the information we have gotten this evening. We cited a copy of the writ itself. It has been endorsed by the seal of the Chief Justice of the Republic. Mm. And so... The only thing we are yet to confirm is if, is if the Electoral Commission has received a copy of that. But according to the NDC, Samir Jemfi, who have put out a statement, 
just about an hour ago, they have served the Electoral Commission. All right, so what are the claims of the NDC and what reliefs are they actually seeking? Well, so Carlos, the NDC and these four political parties, Conventions, People's Party, CPP, All People's Congress, APC, Liberal Party of Ghana, LPG, and the Great Consolidated People's Party, GCPP, are demanding that the Electoral Commission decentralizes the process. About a month ago, when the Electoral Commission announced the modalities for the limited voter registration, the Electoral Commission said it was going to hold this exercise in its district offices across the country. Mm. The parties and some stakeholders, including Cordeo, as you've heard from them, have been demanding that this process is de decentralized to the electoral area level, the polling station level, so that enough more people can come out and come and register. But the Electoral Commission has not paid heed to those calls so far. In fact, if you listen to, and if you read the specifics of the declaration that the NDC are seeking for us, mm. and they say that they want a declaration that upon a true and proper interpretation of the Constitution, the Electoral Commission of Ghana is, is mandated by the Constitution to designate registration centers that are suitable and accessible to every eligible Ghanaian who is desirous of exercising his or her constitutional right mm. to be registered as a voter. They are also demanding that the Supreme Court orders the Electoral Commission to actually decentralize this process to the electoral area level. That is a major order they are seeking. But even before this order may be granted or not by the court, the NDC is also seeking an interlocutory injunction. Mm. They want to stop the Electoral Commission from going ahead with the registration exercise mm. until this suit is determined. All right. So, Kweku, do we know when this suit is actually scheduled to be heard? Well, Carlos, so normally when you file the rate at the court, the endorsement will normally come with the date that application will be heard and how you are expected to prepare and, and show up in court. But according to the NDC, they, they say that in a bizarre twist of things, mm. the registrar of the Supreme Court informed them that they are unable to give them a date and that the registrar would have to go to the Supreme Court, liaise with the Chief Justice before a date can come out. And so the NDC are expecting on Monday mm. that the registrar of the Supreme Court will now reach out to them and give them a date. As of now, we do not have any indication. Mind you, this registration exercise is starting on Tuesday. Mm. And if the Electoral Commission itself and the process does not unravel before the EC starts the registration process. It may be difficult to get any order from the court. Thank you so much, my colleague, Kweko Sante, giving us an update on that particular uh, story. But moving on, lawyer for one of the police officers interdicted over alleged plot to remove the IGP says the action of the police hierarchy may be contemptuous. His comments come as the three police officers in the center of the leak saga. Commissioner George Alex Mensah, Superintendent Emmanuel Eric J.B. and Superintendent George Lysander Asari are interdicted while investigations continue. Kweku Osejiman, he is a lawyer for COP George Alex Mensah. He has been describing the decision by the Ghana Police Service as surprising. According to him, no form of invitation was extended to the COP to indicate an ongoing investigation or internal inquiry into the revelations made by the witnesses before the parliamentary committee probing uh, the alleged tape of the persons plotting to oust the Inspector General of Police. We have been served with the interdiction letter. This was done um, yesterday. Well, it comes as a surprise to us because, um, as you know, Parliament is investigating this matter to establish the facts. And um, some police officers have already appeared before Parliament. Others have also given indications of their willingness to give evidence um, before Parliament. 
So um, this is quite uh, a surprise to us. Um, but at least as we have seen the letter, we are also working on it to see our next course of action. Oh, it's fine. We have had conference with him early this morning, and um, we are in a few hours from now. I'm sure by close of you, you also know what we make of this letter. What this is seeking to do is to gag other officers who have tried to come to the committee to give evidence, and which we think is a, is a unhealthy development. You know, when we appear before a committee of parliament, I mean, whatever answers you give to questions which are posed to you according to the Constitution cannot be used against you. It's only when you commit perjury. Uh -huh. So, if this is the cause of action which the police now wants to take, it has a likelihood of making other people who want to come before the committee uh, more or less obligatory in doing so. Alfred Papadakwa is a lawyer for Superintendent George Asari. He says the interdiction is not only problematic but contemptuous, adding that witnesses before Parliament are immune and therefore the police service cannot take such actions. We got wind of it last night. He has not been given any document suggesting that he's been interdicted. What I can say is that we have seen it on social media uh, by the police, a publication by the police indicating that he's been interdicted. As we speak, he's not been given any document confirming things. It's quite surprising. You know, uh, Parliament is conducting an investigation into the tape. Um, usually when witnesses appear before Parliament, they are uh, immune from any action, whatever that they say. But for the police administration to use the same parliament as the reasons for their interdiction. Uh, it's, it's a bit problematic. Some may even argue that it could even be contemptuous, uh, contempt of parliament. You know. Meanwhile, former Director General of the Police Criminal Investigations Department, retired COP Bright Odro, said the move is premature. It was hard about the good news for Super the 70%, where it already needs to move the target. Um, as I said, I don't know whether it's the IDP or it is the police council that has instructed the IDP to interdict uh, the officer. It's coming from the IDP. And I think, in my opinion, I think it's premature. You should have allowed this investigation to continue and then receive the outcome. And then, of course, if the officers had misconducted themselves somehow, then we would have. Uh,
police does not need that at the time. And so they have taken that action and have debated him because they knew but they know that he is still an active officer. He is doing his pending disturbance. And so he will retire from the as a police. But what he did took place while he was in the service. So if we are right in the I don't see anything as a I don't see anything as a problem because he is still in active service. Now, security analyst Dr. Adam Bonner joins us via Zoom with more on this particular uh, development. Uh, Dr. Bonner, do you see this uh, uh, decision as premature, as been uh, described by some? Well, good evening. No, I don't see it as premature because then it's like saying that uh, the, it is as at when you want to use the Police Service Act, you use it. The Police Service Act is very clear. The CI-76 is clear when it comes to interdictions. And so I want anyone to show me where uh, if the police deems it fits to interdict someone, uh, they will go ahead and uh, wait or do it at the time. Which time will be appropriate? If you ask me in law, which time is appropriate? Mm. Do you say it's appropriate if you do it immediately? Or you say it's appropriate if you do it in the middle? Or it's appropriate if you do it in the end? If it is not appropriate now, who said it should be appropriate uh, at the end of the what Parliament is doing? And who said that uh, you spoke to his lawyer? I heard him. Uh. The lawyer said it could, it could be contempt of uh, Parliament. I'm happy he said it could be contempt of Parliament. As far as I'm concerned, the what do you call it? Uh, Atachina kept repeating. They are, they are only inquiring into. Uh, what took place and to make subsequent recommendations mm. to the right honorable speaker who constituted them to go into these matters. And remember, interdiction is not dismissal. Interdiction is so that you don't interfere with due process. And if we say that, uh, then why did we not say that ACP Agodro, mm. who is on interdiction whilst facing, uh, what do you call it, uh, courts, that is in contempt of courts. Why are we not saying that Colonel Gamali, who is, and the other officers who are facing, what do you call it, the courts, for this, uh, you know, McPalm, mm. uh, you know, the late McPalm's uh, leaked tape, yeah. or, you know, circumstances surrounding this coup, alleged coup plotters. If, if that is the case, then Dr. Agodro should be reinstated immediately. Mm. Because, you know, we know when you talk about contempt of court, then if we are going to say, that these persons cannot be interdicted by the police. Dr. Godro was in, interdicted mm. whilst facing, whilst he's facing, facing court, not even parliament. And so my, the, 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 the fact is that the, 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 the issue here are that these persons shouldn't be seen to be interfering in any process. Mm. And the police is part of the executive arm of government. And they operate with the CI-76. You have parliament that is the, you know, the legislative arm of, of government. All right. And so they're supposed to work independently, even though they are supposed to collaborate. And so if you remember, the, I, have, I have actually made some before the sitting started. Mm. I asked some of the members of the committee. I asked them. I asked them, why is it that these persons are appearing before you mm. whilst 
not on interdiction. What they told me was that they don't direct the police and the police council what to do. These were the they are, they are exact words. Mm. So if you, if you doubt this, kindly call the, uh, what's the name? Honorable Attachian. Call, uh, what's the name? The other uh, committee members and ask them mm. whether it is their duty to instruct the police service council to okay. interdict this person. They, that is not part of their mandate. Okay. So those who are speaking, I will say that, well, I can understand that, but I see it to be more of an emotional, moral something. But the law must apply. Like I'm saying, if you are asking that, uh, you know, the interdiction is wrong, then we must as well say, Dr. Godreau's interdiction is right. equally wrong. Okay. I, All right. I think that makes sense. Yep. Yes. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Bona, for uh, speaking to us here uh, this evening on Joy News Prime. We're so, so grateful for your time. Now, moving on, the Ghana Police Service under the leadership of IGP, Dr. George Akufo-Dampari. The Ghana Police Service has started engaging with primary school pupils in Accra to educate them about policing. Now, the primary objective are to demystify the concept of policing and instill a sense of security consciousness within them regarding the immediate environment. Now, this initiative is part of strategies to add meaning to the mantra, police is your friend. There's more in the following report. As part of the Snatch Them Young Policing Initiative, recently introduced by the Ghana Police Service, pupils from the Police Depot Basic School were given a unique opportunity to interact and pose questions to IGP Akufo-Dampari, fostering a deeper understanding of the Ghana Police Service among the young minds. During this educational session, the pupils were provided with insights into the ranks and structure of the police service by COP Habiba Chubesapong, the Director General of the Welfare of the Ghana Police Almost Service. Almost all of us here came as constables. Myself, the IG himself, he came as a what? And almost all of us here, uh, Operation Director General, I can see their faces. Even your own director uh, education, she came as a what? So you can come as a constable and you can also come as a graduate. Do you understand it? So the decision is yours. COP Lydia Donko, Director General of the Police Professional Standards Bureau, also participated, addressing inquiries related to actions taken against errant officers and advising the peoples to encourage their parents not to engage in bribery. So the good news also is that tell your parents, tell your relatives, tell all your friends, you are not supposed to pay any bribe to any policeman or policewoman. Don't let anybody force you to pay anything where you are not supposed to pay it. And when that happens, know that you can report it to the nearest police station and action will be taken for you. A subject that has stirred some tension within the service has to do with promotions. COP Enoch Educhum Bediako, Director General of Services, elaborated qualifications required for promotions. It is a board which sit down to determine whether you should be promoted or not. And the board is headed by the Inspector General of Police. So, as I was saying, when we come, try to work hard. You are going, you are coming to take over from us. When we come, put it in your, at the back of your mind that, no, if I want to be promoted, I have to work very hard. 
Following the interaction, the school pupils expressed their satisfaction and confidence in the Ghana Police Service, underscoring the success of the engagement. The police people are doing their work 274. And Dr. Dan Pare don't take a rest because every time he's always working. So the president appoints the person who is very hardworking to be the IGP. I have learned that females can become IGPs and anyone can become an IGP because it has happened once and it can happen again. I've also learned some ranks in the police unit. I've learned that to become an IGP, you have to pass through certain processes and you have to have a good behavior. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've learned that they, are, they have numbers. They have two numbers. The first one is 191 and the second one is 18555. So if you see anything going wrong, you can report by calling those numbers. Yeah, I'll say thank you to him because of his good work. Say thank you. Yes. This event marks a significant step in the Ghana Police Service's ongoing efforts, led by IGP George Akufudampari and his team, to foster public trust and encourage the flow of vital information. For Joy News, Samuel Mbura. We have more stories after this break. Stay with us. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please avail yourself of PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine. like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young 
and we do not have the resources and the guts to be one. But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business, entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation. Milton Bell once said, if opportunity doesn't knock, view the door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. Hey, Charlie, what number? The malaria will knock you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of Ecobank. Download Ecobank Mobile from Google Play Store or the App Store and discover the smart way to bank. Ecobank, the Pan-African bank. Daddy, Daddy, <sighs> this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface like this. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil. That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? And the overall best student goes to Kwame Boate. <laughs> That's my son. Get a TV. Surprise! Wow, this 
Yes, you can now get 4K content. And because you like games, it's got game mode. Wow! Like father, like son. With TCL side-by-side refrigerators, you can always get something so to quench your thirst. Wow! Your mom is the best. TCL air conditioners are the best because it cools so well. Wow! No comments. Enjoy the best quality sound with TCL soundbar. Do all your washing with TCL affordable washing machine. Always buy the best from TCL. TCL is proud with When you're little, days are extremely busy. Work. Traffic jams. Meetings. Conference calls. Luckily, our mom is here to take good care of us with day-by-day baby and day-by-day kids and their naturally active ingredients. Our skin is hydrated, soothed, and protected all day long. Yes. Welcome back and thank you so much for staying with us. Now, the gridlock on the Akratama motorway has become a daily challenge that motorists grapple with due to the numerous life-threatening portals of the stretch. A journey that once took a mere 10 minutes has ballooned into a grueling ordeal spanning hours. Frustrated motorists are demanding swift and immediate portal repairs. There's more in the following report. The Akratama motorway has now become a traffic way. As you can see behind me, this traffic spans from the animal husbandry area all the way to the Ajay Kojo underpass. And this is a journey that ordinarily would have taken about five minutes. But as you can see the gridlock, it's taken over 30 minutes for drivers to cross from the Ajay Kojo underpass to the animal husbandry area. The reason is simple. The pothole, the numerous potholes on this particular stretch is actually causing what they call the snake effect. And so when they get to these potholes, they are forced to either switch lanes or slow down. And this is what is resulting in the traffic situation you see on the Accra motorway. We'll be speaking with some motorists to understand how this is actually impacting on their businesses, their movement, day in, day out on the Accra Tama motorway. Steward is one of those drivers who constantly use the Accra bound stretch of the Accra Tama motorway. We're gonna engage him to share his experience with us on this road today. So um, we see you You stayed in the traffic for uh, some time. Share your experience. How long have you been in the traffic and why? Uh, technically, I've been in the traffic like um, close to 30 minutes now, but not to cover a long distance too due to the portals on the motorway and it's creating a lot of inconveniences. Me, I pray my road ready so I expect the road to be fixed. This is the time that we need to account for these things. Do you get it right? These things are costing a lot of thousands. Come to think of it now. Now the shoes that we buy are very expensive now. All are the cost of this. Do you get it? Come to think if someone is over someone is speeding on this road and hitting the portal. What will happen? Evidently, it's obvious that accident might happen. 
Okay, so the state of the road, on the, especially the motorway itself, is very bad. It's very, 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 very bad. How, how, I don't know what you do, do you run Uber? How is this affecting your productivity in terms of the number of hours you spend on the motorway? Share that experience with us. Yeah, I, I run Uber as a full-time driver, yes. And trust me, sometimes it's very difficult to even have access of some of the road. You just have to maneuver, try to find your way out before you get to use the road, which is very bad. You get it, which is very bad. Now, these things are very expensive. When you go to road, uh, DVLA to, 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 to uh, renew your roadway, it's very costly. Can't you think of it? They use all this roadway venue for this construction of the road. It have solved the problem easy. Now, things are getting worse. Irrespective of the time that you spend on the road, no matter how you earn, you have to go and buy parts. Yes, that's the gospel fight. Whether you earn like thousand Ghana cities a day, trust me, you can use more than half of the money to buy parts to fix the car because the car is already spot. So that's Steward there. He is um, uh, an Uber driver. He's been sharing his experience with us on this particular motorway. We're going to be engaging with another motorist to understand the uh, kind of uh, challenges this particular portal is posing to them. Emmanuel is another boat driver who wants to share his experience with us on this particular road. Share with us, how long have you been in this traffic? Oh, more than 30 minutes now. Yes, and it's so terrible. Because each and every day, I think I use this road not less than five times a day. And it's so difficult. Yes, and every week, we almost go to our shops to change uh, our path, which is very bad. There's no work, and which we can't decide not to use the car or do the work. So we are begging the authorities to do something about it. It's too bad for us. If I will not lie, this road is even older than me. Yes, and they should do something. We are begging. We are begging them. Yes. So we understand the traffic spans from here to where. Can you share with us? Uh, right now, it's getting closer to, let me say, Ajay, Kojo, even more than that, near to Ashama overhead. Yes. When it's like this, when it's evening like this, it's, it's close to Ashama runabout. Yes. Okay. And you say you use this road daily. So how is this impacting on the fuel you buy every day, uh, spending so many minutes or hours in this particular traffic? Oh, my brother, you, you, you know, each and every day, fuel prices are changing. And we don't charge prices on ourselves. And you are taking boats and a Uber all the time. You see how the prices is half of the charges, their prices. So we don't enjoy it at all. We don't enjoy it. We are struggling a lot. Yes. What would you want to say to the road ministry in terms of what they can do about the portals on the Akratama motorway? Oh, in fact, if, if they are not ready or the budget is not about constructing the new road for us, at least they can fill the gaps, uh, the portals for us. Because we can see they are using quota to patch the concrete, which is not bad. Like, it's too bad. It's not good at all. So if they can, at least, how they were doing at particularly that junction or the gutter over there, the bridge. Yeah, they use concrete to cast it, and now we are enjoying it. So if they can do the same thing, at least we will manage it like that. Yes. Thank you so much, Iman. So that's Emmanuel, he's a boat driver, and he has been sharing his experience with us here on the Akratama motorway. And so you can see the situation for yourself in the picture, and this is what some motorists go through every day, spending so many hours in traffic jam because of the potholes at this particular spot. Reporting from the motorway, my name is Carlos Caloni for Joy News.
Let's now talk about result from our Ghana Potholes exhibition series. One of the roads we featured was the Odoko traffic light stretch. The road users can now heave a sigh of relief as a contractor is currently on site to give the road a facelift. It was hell initially. I mean, unnecessary traffic congestion initially, but now I think there have been some improvements. But uh, the fact that remains that this is nothing to write home about. Considering what we pay for uh, roadworthy and those things, uh, the roads keep destroying our cars. But there have been some improvements. We can only take it like that. I thank uh, my presence. Uh, now we done well for me. Because the first time here is a road, very, very rough. They're blocking the traffic and delay the cases too now. Now we, uh, the station come here first time to talk to them. Then we leave. Then we are, we are insulting them. Say we know they can't do anything. Now I see. So you can't do everything for here. Here make genuine now. Now the way it is now is good. Now if we can put for asphalt for in top, then we see. Say so finish everything now. So it means the work is not complete to you. No, the, the work is going now. It's true for me. This road has been here since not today. So we are thank God that they are starting doing construction on way. So what we are doing is. Uh, we need to be hoping that it should go on there so that they will not just leave it just like that and go. So if it is good that they are constructing it. So what else do you want them to do? Uh, well, nothing much. Like the, What we want is they should do the construction very well so they can do the correct, solid one so that they can use it on natural things. That's it. So before it's because of the portals on the very this very as, uh, aspect of it, it normally causes a traffic jam. At times, uh, the green lights will be on, but because of the portal, it will take a very long period before you can cross to their side. Uh, the, the road needs uh, a new surface, because here is the main road. Uh, I can say it's Echoas Road. And when the portal comes like that, it's not good. Now let's take you to the Ashanti region where several shelves have been removed and artisans evacuated to make way for the Swami Interchange project in Kumasi. Affected artisans and traders, however, want the government to keep to its promise in fast-tracking project execution. Nanabuachi Yadam has more in the following report. Several months of setbacks, traders plying all road networks leading to the Swami runabout have been evacuated. The exercise is to pave way for the construction of the long-awaited Swami Interchange project. Some affected artisans say their compliance with the eviction directive must be reciprocated by the government's fulfillment of completing the project on schedule. I can't see any interchange here. Did the government evict us because we threw water on a sage and Sabonsu? Well, if we do not see the commencement of the project anytime soon, we will come back to make sales. Because 
everything they say is a lie. We are giving them up to a man who must see them working. We will bring back our things to begin our regular journey. But I don't trust them. They can't complete it by the scheduled time. They will abandon it for the next government, just like what they did at Sofolai. It's only a strategy to let us vote for them again. If you have promised to do the interchange, please do it first, because people have lost their jobs due to the eviction. It would be a disgrace if you don't complete the project. We want progress, so we support this project. We have never opposed it, but we are pleading with the government to fast track its construction. Meanwhile, the Swami Municipal Assembly has started a public sensitization campaign on a planned road diversion ahead of the project construction takeoff. For Joe News, Nana Bwachitan Kwayatom, Kumasi. Still in the Ashanti region, over 120 toilet facilities are expected to be handed over to public business schools in the Greater Kumasi metropolitan area in November this year. The initiative under the Sanitation and Water Project is to improve access to toilet facilities at the over 1,000 public primary schools in the region. There's more in the following report. Accessibility to convenient toilet facilities still remain elusive to many communities across the country, especially in schools. A 2017 report by the Ghana Education Service showed more than 7,400 public basic schools out of the over 20,000 lacked toilet facilities. Out of the number, nearly 1,500 schools in the Ashanti region are without toilet facilities. Under the Greater Kumasi Metropolitan Area Sanitation and Water Project, over 120 toilet facilities have been built for public basic schools in the metropolis awaiting commissioning in November. Engineer George Esiedu is the project coordinator of GKMA Sanitation and Water Project. A number of the schools in Ghana do not access to improved toilet facilities and if we are to achieve SDG 6 we need to ensure that everyone living anywhere have access to improved toilet facility in Kumasi we are about to hand over all the 2129 facilities um, we are almost um, at the point of handing over. all of them will be finished by November 2023 and so we don't want to wait for the facilities are uh, 
handed over before we begin to think of how to maintain and operate these facilities. Mr. Siedu says the new facilities have user-friendly features for the physically challenged, among other consumables to support girls during menstruation. Our facility will describe it as gender-friendly, gender and disability friendly. So within the facility, we have uh, a, a girl-child changing room where the girls um, at the end of the month, where they have to, um, when they have their menses, they should be able to have access to a facility that they can conveniently change the, themselves and clean themselves. It is part of sanitation. And so menstrual hygiene management, it is part of sanitation. And then we've made provision for the fiscally challenge. To ensure sustainability and maintenance of the facilities, the Ministry of Sanitation and Water Resources held a three-day stakeholder forum with school management committees and parents, teacher associations in the metropolis. Program manager at the Sanitation Ministry, Charlotte J, is advising a strict adherence to maintaining the facilities. If they don't have toilet facilities in their schools, five days that they are menstruating, they will not come to school. So it defeats the purpose of girls' education and girls' empowerment. And if we have the facilities and we are not able to keep it or maintain it to stand the lifetime of the facility, then it becomes a challenge for the school. So what we are saying is that governments have a responsibility. The assemblies have to play their part. We take a break. We return with showbiz. Stay with us. Our electric shuttle pulled up and in no time our tour began. We were surrounded by wildlife from the moment we entered the eco park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam freely in their natural habitats and disturb by our presence. We saw zebras, sable antelopes, brown cranes, mara, silky chicken, nalas, Shetland ponies and so many animals I just couldn't keep up. Our tour guides taught us so much about the wildlife, their behavior and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this price for adults? This price for teenagers. It's a bargain. As the sun began to set, it was time to go back home, but not before dinner by the campfire. It has been a thrill of a lifetime and I can't wait till my next visit. Safari Valley Eco Park, bringing you closer to nature. No, 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 no. This is for your mom. She loves me because of my frutelli. It's a kosher home. Would you like my frutelli? Frutelli, all natural fruit juice and the perfect way to the heart. Who loves you because of your frutelli? This advert is ever. There are days when you think, whoa, today I've earned it. So order a global. Days when plants run longer. What if we order a global? Or days when you can't control everything. Oh yes, because on global, you can order anything you want. Global, you order, we deliver. The other day, as I was in my kitchen preparing my special jollof made with lily rice for my family, I heard a knock at the door. 
It was my mechanic. Instead of calling me to pick my car, he bought it himself. I said, Cho, he said, Fo. I said, Take the car back. I will come and pick it myself. As I turned off the fire from under the lily jollof, there was another knock at the door. It was my neighbor. I said, neighbor, neighbor. He said, F-O, my dog has jammed your wall again, oh. I said, don't be silly. You don't have a dog. My wife and kids came home, and we saw that he enjoyed. So, it was my pastor. He said, bless you. I said, bless you too. He said, did he come to church on Saturday? I said, Acho, but uh, why are you coming to tell me this on Wednesday? Having to fend off visitors at mealtimes because of Lele's tasty aromatic rice? Celebrate every mealtime by sharing with friends and family near or far. Lele, tasty food, happy family. This advert is FDA. Hooray! Mampong Technical College of Education is 100 years old. The Governing Council of Mampong Technical College of Education, in collaboration with management, alumni, and staff, is pleased to announce to the general public of the Grand Derba, which comes off on Saturday, 9 September 2023, at the College Field at 9 a.m. prompt. The theme for the celebration is the role of technical, vocational education, and training in the national development agenda. In attendance is a special guest of honor, His Excellency, the President of the Republic of Ghana, Nama Abdutankwa Ekufu Adu. Guest of honor, His Royal Highness, the Sibra Osebonsu II, Mampongheme, and the President of the Mampong Traditional Council. The man, action. The man, action. The man, action. Investment Limited. Welcome back. Uh, Becky Bags is here with Showbiz. Becky, what's in Showbiz tonight? Uh, there's a lot in Showbiz tonight. Uh, today is a very beautiful day. Uh, the Black Stars won. Yay. If you're celebrating your birthday, you're celebrating it with gospel musician Ohima Messi. Okay. Uh, for those of you who celebrated your birthday yesterday, Dodu of our camera department, uh, that's a belated birthday to you. But, um, and so we're talking about, you know, music. I mean, yep. we can't stop talking about the music industry because there's a lot happening in the music industry. Yep. And for those of you who are Sefa fans, uh, there is something new coming and it's featuring Freddie Mayway. Uh, Sefa is saying that she has a new song coming up this month. And actually, I traveled. I go back not so long ago. Like, I was playing private shows, but now I'm about to release my first single of the year. Okay. It's titled Vibrations. Featuring okay. Mayway. Mayway. It's here exclusive on Joy Prime. Enjoy you. Enjoy you. Look at me. I don't even know what to say. Vibration. Yeah. What, what inspired the whole vibration thing? So, you know, when we were growing up, we used to listen to this song, Go Plaza. to do something with that song. But thankfully for me and my God and my team and everybody supporting I was able to get the legendary original artist on the song. Yes, on the main 
I told you about you, I'm like, yo, so no problem. I'm gonna tell you this. We gonna scream. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We can't wait. But after winning big at the Headies recently, Ghanaian musician Black Sharif is up for another nomination. The musician has been nominated in the Best International Flow category at the 2023 BT Hip Hop Awards. Black Sharif was nominated alongside other acts from around the world, including uh, the late AK from South Africa, Centra C from the UK, Gazo from France, J Haas from the UK, KO from South Africa, Major RD from Brazil, Nihil from France, Sampa the Great from Zambia, and Tasha and Tracy from Brazil. Well, so congratulations to Black Sharif mm. right there, making Ghana proud. Uh, Sakhode was actually nominated in that same category uh, some uh, years back. He mm. won that, and we're hoping that uh, Black Sharif will be winning that as well. Uh, we have an advice from Wendy Shea. Okay. So uh, on Joy FM's Twitter spaces, mm. the, there was a conversation about you know how uh, the industry has been treating uh, female in the music okay. industry. so In Ghana, actually. In, in Ghana. Okay. And when Dishay says that, um, hard work isn't enough. You yeah. need, like, a spiritual backing okay. uh, to be able to excel in this music business. Get it twisted, but every artist you see on top is never doing what they're doing carnally. I go by the mantra, work hard, and have faith. Hard work goes hand in hand with faith. So after working hard, going to the studio, recording songs, doing whatever you do, you should also seek for spiritual backups. None of us do what we do carnally. It's either you are in the light or you are in the darkness. That is what a lot of musicians or the underground musicians don't know. It's either you believe in God or Jesus Christ or whatever you believe in to to order your steps for you. I mean, if you do it with your natural strength, you will get um, you will get tired and then you will get discouraged. But then, if you believe and have faith in whatever you have faith in, you, your God will order your steps for you. Of course, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is that you believe in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, stick to it, and that God. Yeah. Uh, we'll order your steps for you. That would be all for showbiz here. All right. Uh, thank you. Prime. Thank you so much, uh, Becky. And that's all we have time for. For more news, log on to myjoyonline.com. My name is Carlos Keloni. Have a great evening. Vet Investment Limited. In life, choice is good, but Choice Plus Safety is way better. Your safety and comfort is paramount. Under the cylinder recirculation model, you can buy LPG in a safe environment. All cylinders are inspected 
and maintained to the best safety standards so your safety is assured. Just take your empty cylinder to the nearest exchange point and swap it for a filled cylinder. Different cylinder sizes will be available to meet your pocket size. Imagine cooking in a smoke-free environment. This will improve the health and well-being of you and your family. Choose LPG in a safer model of distribution. Cylinder recirculation model. Securing your safety. Creating more jobs. A message from the National Petroleum Authority under the patronage of the Ministry of Energy. My name is John, and this is my long-time crush. My cookie dipped in strawberry yogurt. On this scorching hot afternoon on our way back from a long job hunt, we met this good Samaritan who offered us a ride. Six weeks later... And there she is, my cookie dipped in someone else's yogurt. Don't be like John, who holds the mullah, calls the shots, play game pack games, the easiest lottery to play and win. With phone numbers from 0 to 9 up to 3 times daily to become one of our daily lucky winners. Dial star 946 hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game Park is regulated by the National Lottery Authority. Welcome to Tema, the industrial gem of Ghana. Attention all dreamers, investors and home seekers. Mark your calendar for the next clinic of the Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair. Imagine waking up to stunning waterfront views, basking in the warmth of sun and embracing the comfort of a home perfectly tailored to your needs. Discover a range of housing options that cater to every budget and lifestyle. From sleek contemporary designs to elegant traditional architecture, the Ecobank Join News Habitat Fair has it all. But wait, there's more. This fair isn't just about buying a home. It's also about enhancing the spaces we live in. Get financial solutions to acquire furniture for that beautiful home, electronic devices, and more. Our dedicated team of real estate experts and banking partners are here to guide you every step of the way, making your journey to home ownership smooth and stress-free. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to make your dreams come true. Join us at the Tema edition of the Ecobank Join News Habitat Fair, where possibilities are limitless. The Ecobank Join News Habitat Fair 2023 is powered by the Plant City Extension Project from Cities and Habitats and sponsored by... Caprenu, Eya, and Nutrimi too for say a bibber o Tadia, Tadia, Unsan Cotonu in Pilu, Namekanfu, SCP, Ama, SCP, Ewa, Tema Shahel, a whole factory Cassiano, Essi, Edianape, Pavement Blocks, Boss and Casancasa, and a dear Nissin Gen Piano, Oko Shahera, SCP, Ebemobi, some person who soon dine, Napoto Gu concrete, and Yafra Koto Cement, Yakopabu, Akopania, Ufre SCP. The concrete is amazing that with quality cement warm on the good camera amount. So, what am I? A fear, 
dodo wa aflawo bon eni patem won nyara ye office I was Princess Road. Yeah, the papaya restaurant in the Dinshadim. For SCP was 0501 672 608. And now free number 0800 626 The business segment is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Good evening. This is Business on Joy News Prime with me, Beverly Broom. Straight into our stories. And ECO, the single currency proposed by West African countries to be used in the regional bloc, will be issued in 2027. This was revealed by the Director of Research at the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Philip Abradu Otu. The ECO currency was originally expected to be issued in 2020, but was postponed to 2027 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Speaking at the West African Monetary Agency Technical Committee meeting, Dr. Abradu Otu and representatives of the central banks of various countries to ensure that they meet all the requirements by December 2026. This will enable the full adoption of the common currency to compete on the international market. ECHO is the name for the proposed common currency of the Economic Community of West African States, ECOWAS. Plans were underway to ensure its introduction in 2020. However, due to some challenges like the COVID-19 pandemic, the common currency was not issued in the West African region. West African Central Bank governors and finance ministers in the region have converged in Accra to try and finalize work on the introduction of the single currency. Here is Director of Research at the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Philip Abredu Otu. In June 2021, here in Accra, the authority of ECOWAS heads of states and government adopted a new roadmap for the launch of the ECO and a new macroeconomic convergence and stability pact. This followed after the COVID-19 pandemic disrupted the planned launch of the ECHO in 2022. With the new roadmap, majority of member states must meet all the primary convergence criteria on a sustainable basis by 31st December 2026. This implies that the period 2024 to 2026 is critical if we should make any meaningful progress with the new roadmap. 
Meanwhile, for the common currency to be implemented, 10 convergence criteria set out by the West African Monetary Institute must be met. Director General of the West African Monetary Agency, Mumudu Bambastaho, explained that no member country had met all the criteria as of 2022, hence the extension of the deadline. In 2022, only two member states, Guinea and Liberia, met the budget deficit criteria. However, performance on the average annual inflation criterion sharply declined with only Benin and Niger meeting that target. The central bank financing criterion also saw a deterioration in 2022 with member states missing the target, emphasizing the need for policy reforms. Lastly, while performance on the gross external reserve criterion weakened slightly in 2022, 14 member states still complied, showcasing the region's resilience in that regard. At the end of uh, December 2022, no member state met all four primary convergence criteria. Four member states, Benin, Niger, Guinea, and Liberia, complied with at least three primary criteria, convergence criteria. Proponents of the ECHO say the single currency will facilitate trade, lower transaction costs, and facilitate payments amongst ECOWAS's 385 million people. Meanwhile, economist Professor Peter Quarte cautions ECOWAS to thread cautiously. According to him, the current happenings in Africa do not properly position the continent to commence the use of the ECHO. I think we should tread cautiously uh, with this uh, eco. In as much as it will lead to trade, it will lead to reduction in cost of transacting across the sub the continent or the sub region. I think we are far from reaching that target, and therefore ought to be cautious. Uh, we heard from uh, the uh, meeting that. Not many have been able to even meet the primary convergence criteria. And in fact, since this discussion started, no single country, to the best of my knowledge, has been able to meet the primary convergence criteria consistently for three years. So it's something that, yes, it is good, but less precautiously. So given the current state, unless things improve significantly, unless our institutions, what we call the soft um, uh, factors. If, if, if that improves, if our institutions, the nature of our institutions improve, the financial institutions, the legislative institutions improve significantly, then we can say, yes, we can, despite the fact that we have met all the criteria, we can roll it out. Uh, but currently, as we stand, given uh, the weak macro conditions across the sub region, given the weak institutions, I think we ought to reform the institutions and ensure strong macroeconomy before we roll this, this out. Now, economist Professor Peter Quote has also described calls by cocoa farmers 
for a 72% hike in farm gate prices of cocoa beans as unrealistic. Cocoa farmers are calling for a 72.5% upward adjustment of the farm gate price of cocoa beans from 800 cities to 1,380 cities per bag for the next cocoa season. According to him, a 30 to 40% range is more achievable. I don't think that is achievable. Um, perhaps they should look at something within uh, 40, uh, 30 to 40%. I mean, if you adjust for inflation, I don't think uh, 70% or above is something that, that will be sustainable. But, but again, um, it all boils down to looking at the numbers. I believe government will have to look at the, uh, the price per ton on the international market. I think currently it's hovering between two, five, three thousand. Dollars uh, per, per ton. Uh, you should look at that and also look at the, um, the cost of operations and ensure that at least the margins are not too huge, but will pay a price that will make farmers happy. Government would have to factor the rate of inflation uh, in announcing the global prices, but government cannot give what it hasn't, it hasn't got or doesn't have. And tomorrow, Ghana Cocoa Board is expected to announce a new farm gate price for the next cocoa crop season. Moving on. Now, government finally issues certificates for all investors who participated in the last round of the domestic debt exchange program. This will pave way for government to pay all those who participated in the domestic dollar bond, cocoa bills, and the alternative pension funds exchange programs. This was contained in a statement issued by the finance ministry we take a look at the statement now and the government of ghana announces the successful settlement and conclusion on monday 4th september 2023 of its domestic debt exchange program in respect of the government's u.s dollar denominated bonds the successful result is a significant achievement for the government as it pursues its macroeconomic stabilization policies under the IMF supported post COVID 19 program for economic growth. Now, the settlement was made uh, pursuant to the terms and conditions set forth in the exchange memorandum dated 14th July 2023. Capitalized terms used but not defined herein shall have the meanings ascribed thereto in the exchange memorandum. It goes ahead to say that uh, the government announces the aggregate principal amount of each series of new bonds, which amounts together with the corresponding ISINs, are set forth in Appendix A attached here to uh, We move straight to the fourth point now and pursuance to the exchange memorandum, all tenders accepted by the government resulted in electronic cancellation of such eligible bonds at the CSD on the settlement date. It goes ahead again to say that on the settlement date, the government signed and issued the price and supplements for each new bond pursuant to the deed of convenant of the Republic of Ghana dated 21st February 2023, under which the new bonds were constituted and issued. Now, copies of the new bond documentations have been made available on the dedicated website of the Ministry of Finance and it was issued by the Public Relations Unit of the Ministry of Finance. 
Now, moving on, the Ghana Revenue Authority has apprehended about 15 owners of retail outlets and beauty shops in the Ghana East District of the Greater Accra Region. The centers, all located in Hacho, a suburb of Accra, are operating without a value-added tax certificate. Some of the managers have been asked to report to the Criminal Investigations Department for questioning. According to the leader of the enforcement team, Assistant Commissioner Joseph Annan, the exercise is taking a different approach. According to the leader of the enforcement team, Assistant Commissioner Joseph Annan, the exercise is taking a different approach. The shop operators and some stakeholders have reached out to the GRA to review the approach. He believes this will eliminate the accusations of selective justice against the team. Uh, as we go along with our work, we revise our strategies. What is happening is that in the past, like you rightly said, we do our test pieces, which we still do. And then that takes us to wherever we go to. But realize that you go there and then you look at the environs and you see that there are many more, you know, uh, 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 taxpayers who are qualified to charge the VAT. So then we need to also look at them because many times some of these people we visit, they feel they've been targeted. Because you come to a place, many of them are doing similar, you know, business and then some may even be bigger but then you you pick one or two and the signal is senses that probably they have been targeted which is not what actually happens so this time when we come to an area we look around those that are qualified to charge the VAT, we come and then we deal with them yes. some of the offenders have been collecting vat from customers but refuse to pay to the gra this according to mr annan is a serious offense of the law and will be dealt with as a special case they are not registered we went to fasty bodies and hair they are registered but then they don't have the dispensation to issue their own invoice but they are doing so then we came to wimbo leo enterprise they also don't have the dispensation they are a supermarket then meditap health shop they are into food supplements which are vatable items but they are not registered to charge VAT. then we came to everything home they are not registered but they are charging the VAT, which is a serious crime and i'm sure when we get to the office the needed punishment will be exerted on them then we came to calabar sas pub they are also not registered but they are charging VAT. we will also deal with them as the law requires the exercise is part of the strategy by the authority to increase revenue for the state. Now, the Ghana Exports Promotion Authority says it is working to improve its performance for its non-traditional export revenue for 2023. The authority recorded $3.5 billion in non-traditional export revenues in 2022. Manufactured and semi-manufactured product sector contributed the most Chief Executive Officer of GEPA, Dr. Ifwa Asabia Asari, said the authority will deploy innovative means to add value to its product to increase export earnings. She was speaking at the GEPA 80th National Exporters Forum in partnership with Access Bank PLC. The following report has more. 
The Ghana Sport Promotion Authority said it is dedicated to providing comprehensive support, particularly in the area of value-added goods. Dr. Ifwa Sabiasari said an outfit will bolster human capacity through the GEPA Export School in Accra. GEPA has collaborated with key stakeholders such as the Ghana Standard Authority, the Food and Drugs Authority, Ghana Exim Bank, Association of Ghana Industries, the Plant Protection and Regulatory Services Department of the Ministry of Food and Agriculture, as well as research institutions, private sector entities, government organizations, and foreign missions. In 2022, Ghana recorded non-traditional export revenues of 3.5 billion USD with the manufactured and semi-manufactured products sector contributing the most. This result highlights GEPA's dedication to enhancing exporters' capacities, fostering global competitiveness, exchange flows, and foreign exchange flows to bolster the local economy. Trade Minister Katie Hammond pledged to support and exporters in Ghana. Let us see ourselves working together as partners in the growth and development of the economy of the country. You cannot be unaware of trade and the transformative impact it can have on economies, especially those in emerging markets. Executive Director Wholesale Banking at Access Bank Ghana PLC, James Bruce, explained various initiatives Access Bank is embarking on to support exporters. Facilitating payments, um, also checking on your counterparties that you are looking to export to, to be sure that they have the capacity to pay for the goods and services you are getting. Obviously, we would finance that side of the trade as well and see how best we can finance the side of the trade. Now, why do we want to do this? We've started a journey with SME capacity building, together with Unido, together with GIZ, to give skills to prepare the SMEs to be ready to be able to move to the next level. The forum was under the theme, Growing Ghana's Export Capacity, Catalyst for Economic Good. Let's go to the Ashanti region now, where Odotobri Rural Bank in the region is enhancing operations in its catchment to improve banking in the target market. Aside from increasing the bank's branches, new products are being rolled out to achieve set targets. Board Chairman Dr. Kwekumen Sabunso explains the bank's objective is in line with the government's financial inclusion agenda. Nanaya Ojima was at the commissioning of the 14th branch of the bank in the Ashanti region. Financial inclusion contributes to economic growth by stimulating entrepreneurship and increasing savings. Despite enhanced financial education, the majority of Ghana's population remains unbanked, largely due to inaccessibility. This has limited financing for most small and medium-scale enterprises in the country. Board Chairman for Odotobri Rural Bank. Dr. Kweku Mensa Bunsu says roping more people into banking will drive development. In Kumasi, we have about nine branches, and that is strategically placed so that 
people from different areas. You don't need to go very far to get to be rural bank. Yes, with the way things are going and business is picking up gradually, there's a possibility that we would open uh, new new branches uh, depending on how we see the areas that we want to go into. You know, there, there are areas that have potential. That potential. So we, we, are, we are going to explore all these things and find out where we should put our money. The bank commissioned its 14th branch at Tutuka in Obuasi Municipality. In 2022, the Odotobri Rural Bank increased profit margin from 4.1 million cities to 4.6 million cities, mainly driven by business at the only branch at Obuase. Abraham Kofi is Chief Executive Officer. Management and the board thought it wise that as the customer base of the bank keeps on increasing, it, it was imperative for us to make such an expansion. So we started doing feasibility studies, uh, ensuring due processes, and also obtaining Bank of Ghana's approval. So today, what we are all witnessing, that is the commissioning of Tutu Car Branch, is an attempt to expand the bank's uh, operational coverage and also uh, to support the government of Ghana financial inclusion agenda. For joint business, Nana Yonchima reporting. The Chief Executive Officer of the Driver and Vehicle Licensing Authority, DVLA, Kwesi Ajiman Buzia, says the office is reaping from its sustained operational cleanup of revenue leakages and efficiency in operations. He says the authority is currently leveraging digitalization to increase efficiency and revenue. He was speaking at a sword-cutting ceremony for the construction of a new office complex at Dunkwao Onofe as part of the DVLA's transformation agenda. In the last six years, the perceived most corrupt public institution has become best in administration and reforms, winning over 65 national awards in that period. In the last six years, under the guidance and leadership of one of your very own from Dengsha, Dominasi, the Minister for Transport, Honorable Kuku of Furia Siama, under his leadership, DVLA management has morphed from what was described as mediocre services institution to be the best state enterprise and customer service provision in 2021. The office construction is scheduled for completion and commissioning in a year's time. Deputy Minister of Transport Al Hassan Tampuli is excited at the new project. Even more importantly, is the fact that you are not just going to get an office, but you are going to receive one of the best experiences in the world as far as the services of DVLA is concerned. Communities or constituencies around this area. I believe not less than 20 municipalities and district assemblies would have to be relying on you. But what is going to attract them more is the quality of service that you'll be giving. So I don't need to go to Cape Coast, I don't need to go to Kumasi if I know that when I come here, I'm going to get the best of service delivery. 
Motorists in the area are hopeful the new facility will ease access to services at the DVLA. Nuruddin Idris is local chairman of the GPRTU. In fact, we were having it very difficult when you get a car to go and lunch. You have to travel some. Sometimes I had to Abuasi or Kumasi or Cape Coast before you could register a vehicle. So it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, my brother. So this office is going to help us a lot. Most of us here and then the neighboring district and then coincidences uh, close to us here. For Joy News, Mona Lisa Frimpon reporting. And that's all for business tonight. But you can read more business stories when you log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. I am Beverly Broom. Thanks so much for your time. I leave you with news making headlines on the international front. Was brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. Thank you so much for your QR code. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. My name is John, and this is my long time crush. My cookie dipped in strawberry yogurt. On this scorching hot afternoon, on our way back from a long job hunt, we met this good Samaritan who offered us a ride. Six weeks later. Big night is a special wedding reception for her bride and groom. And there she is, my cookie, dipped in someone else's yogurt. Don't be like John, who holds the mula, calls the shot, play game by games, the easiest lottery to play and win. It's 
phone numbers from 0 to 9 up to 3 times daily to become one of our daily lucky winners. Dial star 946 hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game Park is regulated by the National Lottery Authority. The Bootstrap Registration Exercise 2023 is here with us now. The Commission is making preparations for voters' registration exercise from 12th September to 2nd October 2023 to enable citizens who have turned 18 years or persons who have not previously registered to visit the EC office in their district and register as a voter ahead of the upcoming district-level elections 2023. The registration exercise is in line with the Commission's mandate to compile the register of voters and revise it at such periods as may be determined by law. Every eligible Ghanaian should visit the EC office in their district and present their Ghana card or passport for inclusion in the voters' register. Applicants who do not have a Ghana card or passport are required to bring two persons who are already registered voters to guarantee their registration. Do not register again if you have lost your voter ID card. Replacement of voter ID cards will start from 3rd October 2023 after the registration exercise. Transfer of votes will also be done from 3rd October to 9th October 2023. It is a criminal offense for a guarantor to guarantee for more than 10 people, non-Ghanaians and persons who are not 18 years of age. Guarantors who violate this provision will be prosecuted. The voter's registration exercise is part of efforts to ensure credible, transparent and peaceful elections in Ghana. Register to vote. Your vote is your power. The voter's registration exercise 2023 is here with us now. Hey Charlie, welcome back. The malaria really knocked you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumefantre. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Kwajo, why are you late? Yes, Kwajo, why are you late again? Kwajo, can't you talk? See, mommy, I could lie like Amma and say I was doing my homework with my friends. Or lie like Amma and say I was helping grandma buy food. Mommy, I will not lie like Amma. I was playing with my friends and that is why I'm late. Homework now. Thank you for not lying to me. Your Calipo is in the fridge. Calipo, the natural fruit juice drink. Oh, do you know that? This advert is FDA. Store segment is brought to you by Commended DBS Industries to Youth. Let's go to DBS Industries.
Brother, welcome to Prime Sports. And tonight is good news for the entire country because the Black Stars of Ghana secured their ticket to the 2023 African Cup of Nations following their win against Central African Republic earlier today. A 2-1 draw, a 2-1 win at the Barbara Sports Stadium was enough for Chris Eaton's side to go through as one of the two sides from Group E of the qualifying series goes from Mohamed Kudus and Enes Niyama were enough for Chris Eaton's side as they seal qualification to Ivory Coast. And free now. Since so a fort coming with them. Coach of the side, Chris Eaton, and captain on the day, Jordan Ayew, have been speaking to the media after the game. Half. Um, yes, we could have done better first half. I think maybe in, in our possession, and, and I think probably once we got into the final third, we could have been a little bit more clinical. But sometimes you have to wait for the game to open out a little bit to be able to use them spaces. So for me, the, the it's, it's always about the ending. The ending is that we won the game. I think in the end we could have won it more comfortably with more goals. So we continue to work. In international football you don't have the players for very long and the squad can change from one game to the next. So, but you do the best you can in the period of time that you have. It doesn't go the way you want, you know, and... You can go on your down, but we still have 70 minutes to play. And you know, never have to give up. That be my, my my way of thinking. And you know, I try to transfer it to the boys. And one nil down, I was still confident. You know, because sometimes you, you get you struggle to get in the game, and it's a bit difficult. Things are not going your way, but you still need to keep pushing. And even before the game, I told him that even if we go one nil down, we need to keep pushing because we will get the first. Win the game, and that's what happened, you know. And that, that is football. That's the beauty of football. It's full of emotions, and you know, we are proud. We are proud that we are qualified because it was easy, and you know, the most important thing was to qualify. As regards what work needs to be done, uh, it's about trying to get as much progress as possible. And um, I go back to what I did say. One one difficulty always in international football is is you know, the change of squad and you, you've only got to look at this squad for the day and I think we have five, certainly five players that would have either been sort of close to playing or, you know, are key players that are missing from the squad. So it is about getting as much time as we can. We have, thankfully, we have another five games before AFCON 
We have a wonderful tournament in um, in USA, two very difficult games, and it will be a, a real good opportunity to uh, grow again, look at the players and uh, make some decisions. Yeah, so we heard from Jordan Ayu and Chris Eaton over there. Well, my colleague Fifi Manfred was on commentary position on Joy FM and Love FM. He was at the stadium. Uh, Fifi, uh, good to have you. Thanks for making time to join us here on Joy News. I mean, you monitored the game. Uh, what would be your assessment overall uh, of the Black Stars' performance? Um, thank you very much, Musbao. I, I think essentially, first of all, like every other Ghanaian, I'm relieved and excited and throughout commentary, myself and Fento did say that at mm. some point we were worried, at some point we were scared. And at the end of the day, we were excited and relieved. And that's the general feeling for everybody here in Kumasi. Mm. Um, the bigger question, however, is that the general play was lackluster from the Black Stars, especially in the first half. Mm. They weren't as aggressive and hungry enough um, on the field of play, like almost everybody expected from them. So we are a little bit worried, but I mean, it's relief here. So we'll wait. And of course, we've won this battle. Mm. We'll wait to see if we can win the war. Mm. Well, interesting. I mean, you talk about their play, the fact that it was a bit lackluster there. They have those who attributed it to the nature of the field. We got sometimes, sometimes we got a closer look at the field, and it does appear that it was not exactly in the best of shape. I mean, um, do you think the field impacted the Black Stars game in any way, or it was generally was basically due to, you know, uh, poor individual performance? Well, um, I would not attribute it to the field because um, the same the Central Africans also played on the same field, but they were good, especially in the first half. They were very aggressive. They tried to win most of their balls. They kept the ball on the field of play. They were very very direct in their game. They, all, they were very, very good. So I don't think it's the field. Mm. I just think that Musbao, our team lacks cohesion. So mm. we have wonderful individual players, but these players don't seem like a team when they play together. Mm. Um, if you look at the changes that we did in the um, dynamics of the game when we went to an NS Nyama and Twine Semenyo, on the right hand side, there looks to be some very good combination play. Mm. And my thinking is that because Kudus knows Ernest Nyama from the right to Juma Academy, it was natural for him to be able to play with him. Mm. A lot of these are attacking folks have not really played together for a very long time. And Naki Williams, this was his first bet at the Babaya Stadium. Um, and Twine Semenyo, this was the second coming off the bench. Um, if you look at somebody, that's front three. Osman Bukari hasn't played with this front two together straight up from the beginning of every game. So we lack cohesion. And I asked Coach Chris Hutton, and I remember Fento also added to that question, that how are we going to be able to build cohesion mm. from now to the AFCON? Because it's very, very important. We need to build cohesion. Mm. Our biggest problem is cohesion to run as team as well. I mean, but I mean, let's talk about officiating because uh, after, you know, you moderated that press conference involving uh, coach uh, Raul Savoy and just when he was exiting the presser, he made quite some, you know, uh, down comments about the Black Stars and the fact that they'll suffer the same fate in AFCON as they did in the last AFCON and that bitterness is because of the officiating. From where you uh, sat, what would be your assessment of the officiating? Was it fair or like the Central African Republicans are complaining about it was quite, you know, skewed towards the, the favor of the Black Stars? So, um, there, there are two things. Their goal, their winning goal for us, um, um, when Antoine Semenyo won the ball of the Central African, I, I, I thought it was a foul, to be very honest with you. I thought it was a foul. I thought it was very aggressive. Mm. But again, it's a 50-50 ball. The referee felt um, he did enough to win it. Now, there are questions of 
um, offside as well. I just saw the footage before I, I joined um, here. It's not offside. It was right onside. Mm. Ernest Nyama held his run. He was way, way behind the ball. He was even behind the last man in there. So that is not questionable. It was offside. Mm. Um, I still a referee favored us. I did not think so. I think that that incident of Antoine Semenyo winning the ball off him is, for me, a little bit, the only one that's a little bit questionable. But it's a 50 50 ball. Sometimes you have to be aggressive. And I don't think he essentially did that. But Raul Savo made some interesting comments. He said that mm. if we continue with this performance, we'll, what happened in our last upcon will happen again. He said that he doesn't think our team is good enough. He said, we know that our team is not good enough. He said so a lot of stuff, but you can understand him to an extent. And you think that you also agree that there is some area of truth. Our team wasn't the best today, to be honest with you. I mean, Christian talks about uh, we, the fact that we have a series of games coming up. We have some, you know, tournaments of a, of a kind in the USA. We have a friendly against Liberia on Tuesday. And he references these games are the games that will help him better prepare the Black Stars for that tournament. Um, uh, do you think the Black Stars will be in the best of shape to ensure that they improve upon their last AFCON outing? We have to. Five games is good enough game together to be able to build a cohesive unit. I do not want to see Black Stars collapse that are going to differ um, a lot more from now. Mm. The base or the core that we have now, I would love us to keep that so that they play together there. The, the friendly game we have to play, the mm -hmm. mini tournament you have to play in the US of A, the yeah. five games that we are playing proud to Abidjan in January. Mm -hmm. We need to play all of those games together with a certain core so that they build a cohesive unit that we can play. I think that we have wonderful players. Look at the quality we have. Mm -hmm. And Raul Savo said it. Osman Bukari goes off and then Suyama comes on and look at that best of pace and aggression. Mm -hmm. Inaki Williams starts, doesn't play one, throws Semenya slot in there. He plays brilliantly. Jordan wasn't his best today, but then mind you, the likes of Pate, Amate, Salisu are all out of this team. We have quality. Mm. We just need cohesion, Mosbab. Mm. Interesting. Uh, Fifi, just stay on there. And uh, uh, this is the Black Stars' 10th successive uh, AFCON qualification. And we have a graphics that better speaks to that. So you can see uh, 2000, we qualified. In 2002, in Mali, we qualified. The only time we did not qualify was in Tunisia 2004. We went there in Egypt. We hosted in 2008. We were in Angola in 2010. Uh, Gabon, Equatorial Guinea, we were equally there. South Africa 2013, we were there. And, of course, Equatorial Guinea 2015, we were there. Gabon 2017, Egypt 2019, Cameroon 2021, we were there. But um, with the exception of 2004, when we did not qualify, um, uh, Fifi Manfred, what's you know, um, what's, what's similar? Or one thing that runs through all of these tournaments is that the Black Stars were unable to win it, regardless of how close they came. Should the objective be going into Ivy Coast to win the tournament? Should that be the preoccupation of Chris Eaton? Or he should just take it easy? Or we should just take it easy on him? Is it fair for Ghanaians to begin to pile the pressure on Chris Eaton that now you have qualified, your target must be to go and win the AFCON? And for every day that he wake up, possibly that should be his preoccupation. Is that, is that a fair thing to put on Chris Hutton at this point? Musbak, Chris Hutton knows that he has to, I mean, he has to win the AFCON. For Ghana, immediately we go to the AFCON, we have to win. But then, see, in contest, we struggle to qualify for this game. Mm. We struggle. That draw our way to Central African Republic, puts us in a precarious situation. And immediately when 
they had the first goal today. We were worried and we're in sixes and sevens. Now, that, that tells you how difficult it's going to be even to win the AFCON. Mm. But he knows. The um, leaders of the GFA knows. Um, they know. Every other person, the Black Stars technical team, the, the players, they know that mm. once we go to the AFCON, we are automatic favorites and we have to try and win. We've gone close. We've gone to the semifinal. We've been to the final. We need to try and win. We have what it takes to win. Of course, every Ghanaian will ask that of them. It's going to be difficult, but that's why they need to work out and put things in place. We need to go as far as we need it. Afcon. It's 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 long overdue as well. Uh, Fifi, I have to let you go, but we cannot. I mean, you know, just uh, we we cannot gloss over the fact that Kumasi did turn up yesterday. We spoke about it. Whether Kumasi folks would turn up for the Black Stars, and it was an incredible atmosphere at the Brass Sports Stadium. Fee, just a little comment on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we need to say. Um, Thank you to everybody. I, I like the spirit of, of, of Kumasi people. And in fact, Ghanaians are so because the laugh, you could feel the laugh from Cape Coast that cry everywhere. Mm. When every time we worry about our black stars, but when the guys come to town, we say, you know what? We throw everything away. We go behind them and we support them. It was brilliant today for the guys. There, some guys that vacated. I'm on KNST campus right now. Katanga boys that come on Conti. Everybody. That, were, that was able to come. I want to say thank you to everybody. You were brilliant. I'm sure the boys were very, very excited to see them. Fifi, thank you so much uh, for joining us in these past days, uh, you know, building up to the Black Stars and this post-game analysis. We appreciate your time so much. And the best. Get home safely. Well, that's Fifi Manfred with uh, Insure FM and Love FM in Komasi, our sister station. Let's do some tennis now as we wrap up. Uh, Carlos Akaras kept his U.S. Open title defense on track after overcoming the challenge of Alexander uh, Verevev to set up a semi-final meeting with third seed Daniel Medvedev. Now, the top-seeded Akras brushed aside um, uh, uh, Verevev and put, uh, moved a step closer to becoming the first man to win consecutive titles at Flushing uh, Meadows since Roger Federer collected five in a row from 2004 to 2008. Here is how Carlos Akras achieved that feat. <laughs>
on in the women's sets, uh, uh, the tennis sets there. America's Madison Keys is true to the semifinals of the uh, Open, where she will play incoming world number one, Arena Sabalenka, on Thursday uh, in New York. She reached the last four with a straight set, 6-1-6-4, a victory against Wimbledon champion Maketa Vandrasuva, limiting her opening ability in rallies and focusing on her improving service game. The world number 17 is into her third semi-final at Flashing Needles after an impressive victory over these years, Wimbledon champion. How mentally tough she can be. So he could be there to watch her win the title. That's how the Wimbledon uh, champions run in the U.S. Open came to an end. Uh, Maketa Vandrasuva there. Well, that's all we have for you on Prime Sports tonight with me, Zach Musbar. We'll be back same time tomorrow. Do have a lovely evening.